When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 5. That was weird. Season 5, Episode 5, Chapter Titled Witches of Pembroke. And I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And this is our podcast. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. You're the real hosts here. Uh, no. No? <laughs> no. Nope. Oh. Okay. Um,. Hi, how have you been, Tanya? It's been a week since we last spoke. Uh, you could have stopped at, it's been a week. It's been a week. It's but... been a week. <laughs> that was lovely. Thanks. Um, yeah, it's been quite a week. And up until uh, the weekend, I w- would have said, God, this is shitty. But, but the weekend's been really good. Good. The week was bad. Uh-huh. Like work has been rough and I saw my boss kick his dog, which is absolutely for me grounds for like, I can't keep trying to make money for you, you asshole. So I didn't quit, but I did put my resume out there. So we'll see what happens with that. That's what's going on in my life right now. It's great. You know, there was a... Um... Uh, there's a quote from an old Italian poet. Is um, there? Yeah, he, he just he says, work sucks, I know. And I always think about that when I think about work. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, I think there's a difference between work sucking and having to, like, I don't know, see how cruel someone is to an innocent being that loves him so much. Yeah, no, that wasn't a, 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 an attack on what you said. That was a Blink-182 joke. Oh, I don't know if you oh, caught that. I got it. But what okay. I was doing was a Blink-182 joke. <laughs> I wasn't trying to, yeah. Diminish the fact that my boss kicked his dog. Yeah. Uh, normally, our dog, by the way, super quiet where we record. He just decided, now is the time to get up and start shaking around. Oh, hi, Fred. <laughs> um... So, anyway. But, so this weekend's been great, though. Good. So, last night we had Candle Nights, um, which is the holiday for our favorite family of podcasts, I guess. Sure. <laughs> like, the McElroys, they, they've done Candle Nights for years and years and years. We've always wanted to go to West Virginia to see it. Well, this year that's not a thing, so we got to buy a ticket and watch it in our living room and it was a delight it was so wonderful and i've watched some of the segments a few times already because it was fantastic um so that was a huge like day brightener uh and it made me really happy how have you been i've been good i guess Uh, everything's been fine for me um there hasn't been any change I, I, i worked a lot this week um and work was fine like it wasn't bad it wasn't good it wasn't nobody kicked any dogs um i don't there's no blink 182 song to describe how my week went um i didn't really do anything else otherwise like it was just kind of a blah week i i i ate poorly this week mm-hmm. which means my stomach just it I had been eating very, like, strict, and my stomach was getting better, and my body was getting better, uh, and then I ate poorly this week, and my body and stomach all went into shock, and so anytime I wasn't working, and sometimes while I was working, I was just miserable and In wanting wanting to lay around. Um, I mean, there were a couple days this week where instead of taking a lunch break, I took a half-hour nap, <laughs> like... So, that's how my week's been. Uh, have I done anything else? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, we have we have watched a lot of YouTube this week. Yeah, we a lot of Critical Role content. Yeah. Uh, that's the other thing that has really brightened my week and gotten me through this week is watching Narrative Telephone and then watching Between the Sheets. And, like, I kind of like latch on to people who bring me comfort and it is always incredibly helpful during a hard time. Yeah. So those of you who like might kind of want or, or be, um, um, 
might have a like a cursory desire to get into Critical Role, but can't because it's too much. Um, Which is me. Like it's it's too much for me right now because I can't watch it at work. There's so much side content that you can watch and listen to that is just day brightening. Uh, they have Between the Sheets, which is their interview show. You don't have to know anything about the show or the people to enjoy it, and it's just great. And then there's Narrative Telephone, which again you don't need to know the show to follow along. It's it's basically a game of telephone except video, and they all have a good time and laugh together. So right, you should. Check them out. Yeah. So good. Uh, anyway. What else do we do, though? Uh, we watch Boy Meets World. You like how I switched that up on I you? love it so much. Really? That was so good. Yeah. I We got to... That's that's the <laughs> sweet spot. Instead of me going, what else did we do? And you being like, well, we went to... And I'm like, right, that's not what I was setting up. Um, <laughs> um, five seasons in, we're starting to find our stride. <laughs> Uh, we watch Boy Meets World season. Stay tuned, everyone, to hear us lose it next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Boy Meets World season five, episode five, chapter titled "Witches of Pembroke." Uh, K- Tanya, yes, can you blurb me, blurb me up? I yeah. So the blurb for season five, episode five, "Witches of Pembroke," is Jack is so thrilled that a beautiful girl is paying attention to him. And this episode was directed by Alan Meyerson, the alien in three trench coats. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, that's it now. That's it now. It's one alien, <laughs> it's one alien with, with three trench coats, and each trench coat has a different name. <laughs> All right. Took five seasons for us to lose our stride. Um, it was uh, written by Stephen Hibbert. Um, so no, no surprise writer this week. Uh, Tanya. Yes. Classroom or not. Not. Not, because we are in... Well, we we see the outside of the apartment building mm-hmm. from a different angle than we normally do. This is fascinating. This is the kind of stuff you guys come to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World for. We just saw a new angle of the apartment from the outside that we haven't seen before. And if you guys didn't pick up on that, you're not big enough fans. I'm just very <laughs> critical of film... And I recognize the different angles and ways that things are shot. Well, the truth is, the beginning of the episode is the only part of the episode you look up and see. <laughs> the rest of the that episode is... all looks like a sheet of paper to you. Yes. You're just like, I don't know, the rest of the paper, or the rest of the episode, they were on a paper. It looked like uh, it had blue lines, pink writing. Uh, not really sure what it looked like. Uh, yeah, that's so accurate. Anyway. What's going on in the apartment, Tanya? Uh, Eric is um, primping and getting ready to go to the club. And he's like, Jackie, are you ready to go to the club? And then Jack comes out. <laughs> and yeah. He's like, we've got a club full of ladies waiting for us. And Jack's like, are you sure you want me to go? Like, I feel like I'm just like, I just tag along. Well, he says, and- I'm not good in clubs. And then you were like, oh, God, Jack, uh, me yes. too. Yeah. No, that hit me hard. <laughs> this is the most hard-hitting episode I've ever watched. This is this is the episode where we delve really deep into feelings and important moral values that we learn about. Yeah, no, I I feel for Jack here in the beginning because I also hate clubs, and I feel for Eric later on because I also hate Candace Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who? Uh, I don't know. We'll talk about it in a second. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no. How do you feel about clubs, Tanya? Um, well... Have you ever been? Yes. Like, to a club club? Yes. What club did you go to? I went to one in Virginia Beach. I can't remember what it was called. Okay. But, yeah, I've been, and I had a really good time. But, like, I think it depends on who you're with. If you are with a group of people who want to hang out as a group of people and not just go and, like, meet people that, like, hook up with or whatever, I think it's really fun. Um, I've never been any, I've never been to one where I was kind of left on my own to do my own thing. And I think that that wouldn't have been fun, but in a group where everybody's kind of like dancing together and getting really drunk and stuff, it was a really fun experience for me. Huh. Okay. Good. I'm glad you had a good club experience. I mean, there, there was a time like when you work retail, 
you kind of have to be incredibly extroverted all the time, even if you're not an extrovert. Right. And so when those are your people, which they were, like the people that I worked with, no matter which store it was, those became my core group of friends. And so at that time, the people that I worked with were my core group of friends. We all went to the beach together, like the entire store, basically, except for our store manager. We went to the beach together. We went out to the club. And it was amazing because we all were not worried about anything else except for having fun with each other. Yeah, I'm not a club person. I don't think I would be now, but I was... I wasn't then. I was like, I was 21 and like I could legally buy alcohol and it was a really good time. And, And I hardly, I think I went maybe one other time other than that and it was fun, but... Like, I wouldn't invest that much time in it. Like, mm-hmm. I would never have become, like, a clubber or a party person. But for what it was, it was a good time. I'm just too introverted or or more so, um, I, it's not the introversion. I actually enjoy people. Like, I mm-hmm. enjoy getting to know people and talking to people. And I enjoy that part of being out. Uh, and at a club, you can't do that. Right. At a club, it's just like... <laughs> And you can't hear what each other are saying and it's awkward and you just, there's no really, um, there's no deep conversation happening, happening at a club. And that's what I enjoy about people. Right. Um, I mean, I've seen you, I mean, not in a club atmosphere, but in a bar atmosphere, like before we were dating and, and I was there with my group of friends and you were there with like a different group of people. And I remember trying to even like, just get you to dance or something. And you were just like, oh geez like no yeah yeah no but but like I remember that night and I had a good time that night Mm -hmm. I found people and had really good conversations with people Mm -hmm. people that I knew well and then people that I didn't know well like Mm -hmm. I got to know people um so I had a really good time but it wasn't really it that wasn't a club no that was a bar I I always enjoyed bars I've never enjoyed clubs um, I've had two nights that were um, nightmarish, nightmare blackout. I don't know what happened. I woke up and still was in a nightmare. Um, and both of those were club nights because I drank so much because I was so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then I probably did stupid things because I was so uncomfortable. Uh, I don't remember what I did. I do know <laughs> what I woke up next to or what I woke up, uh, uh, stealing from people like <laughs> those there's some crazy stories like these are stories that now when I tell them to people they're riveted to these stories where I'm like and then my ex-girlfriend that I hadn't spoken to in two years was there and then it's like it's this whole thing um these, these aren't stories that Tanya enjoys hearing no, definitely not. But if you would like him to do like a side podcast where he just tells crazy stories about like his introvertedness getting like, I don't know, obliterated by alcohol and doing crazy things, um, let him know and he can do that and I just won't listen. I've heard the stories. It's fine, but... I don't think you've heard all of them. That's because... you get so uncomfortable. It's not she even doesn't like, like to think discomfort. I think I just like make faces at you. Like what? No, it's discomfort. And and I think you just hate that I had a life before you and I get that. Do you hate that I had a life before you? No. No, I think it's great. <laughs> I'm a, I'm very different from you in that respect. Like I love hearing about the before times except for the fact that most of your before times are garbage. That's true. Like it's not a bunch of fun crazy stories. It's like I and then I died. cried, and then I cried, <laughs> and now we're crying together. Like, so. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so. So, boy, it's world, huh? So, Eric and Jack are about to go to the club, and, um, you know, Jack's like, I'm not good meeting girls, like, in public places or whatever. Like, He's uncomfortable I don't, picking them up. And I don't know how you do it, and I don't like feeling like I'm, you know, just standing behind you, like... A weirdo. And I think that was good to hear, too, because he's a really good looking guy and mm-hmm. people think like, it must be easy. But right. It's not. I mean, if you if your personality isn't that, then 
No, it's not. Right. And Eric, who like is equally good looking, has a different experience because it is a thing that he enjoys doing. So he's like, I mean, you just have to like go out there. And, and Jack is like, well, how do you do it? And Eric like starts making this really like intense funny face and it's just like basically nose to nose with Jack and he's just like staring into his soul and Jack's like what are you doing right now and Eric's like I'm loving you with my eyes and Jack is like please stop <laughs> uh, and then the door knocks the door knocks they open it and who's in the doorway Candace Cameron Millie Hallmark sweetheart Candace Cameron Beret. Uh, no, she's Candace Cameron, I think, at this point. At that point, she is Candace Cameron. She is yes. DJ from Full House. Yes. Kurt Cameron's little sister. Um, our, our Lord and Savior, Kurt okay. Cameron. All right. It's, so she's Millie from Apartment 3B. And okay. that is the point where we realize the 3B thing is a bit. It's gotta be. It's a bit now. Like, it was, it was a bit the whole time. We criticized it. We thought it was lazy. It's just a bit. And I like it now. So I've come around on the 3B. Oh, wait. The door doesn't knock. What happened? They go out of the apartment. They're headed towards the elevator. And um, Jack is asking Eric, like, if that works so well, if your loving with your eyes works so well, how come you don't have a girlfriend? And Eric's like, no, that's a good question. (laughs) And as they're walking towards the elevator, Millie comes out of apartment 3B and starts walking down the hallway and starts talking to Jack. And... Um, well, Eric starts longingly looking into her eyes, mm-hmm. and she's just like, uh, "Ew, what are you yeah. doing?" And um, so she starts talking to Jack, and basically he's like, "You know, we're going to a club. Do you want to go?" And she's like, "Clubs aren't really my thing." And he's like, "Oh, they're not mine either." And she's like, "Well, why don't you show me your apartment then?" And the crowd oozes and awes, and, and Eric, I'm just like, "Hold the phone." Okay. Well, hold on. Well, if I hold my phone too close to the microphone, it gets all staticky. Purity sweetheart, Candace Cameron Bure. You got it's Candace Cameron. Little sister of Kirk Cameron, who wouldn't even kiss the girl who ended up being his wife on his TV show, is already asking Jack to see the inside of his apartment. She's an actress. This is she's playing Millie. She's not Candace Cameron right now. WWKD. The only thing what. Would Kirk do? The only thing... I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> the, um, the only thing that's consistent and already very apparent f- with all of her characters, like, she's not Candace Cameron except for the part where she can't act at all. It's so true. And, and in Full House, it works for her because none of them could act. Right. Like, it was just the most annoying over-the-top TV show. No, it was a good show. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and I actually love DJ, and, and that was the only thing I liked about Full House. But, like, it was, she was tolerable compared to other people. <gasps> her name was DJ, and she didn't like going to clubs. What? Get it? Um, I don't know. I I liked DJ, but... Anyway, I, I like DJ too, but the fact of the matter is she's a terrible actress. Mm-hmm. She was in this, and she continues to be in the future. I, I'm looking into my crystal ball, and she makes bad Hallmark movies that I have to sit through while I play Switch. It's while not my a wife, crystal ball. Wh- it's a snow globe. While my wife sits next to me watching these shows, and I have to hear this voice just, Oh, who's the killer now? So I rarely watch the Candace Cameron Bure ones. Well, when she Aubrey, does, Aubrey adores her and watches every single one and all of her mysteries like just every single one she loves her i'm not in that camp and i don't like to be critical of people too much i hate to be critical of women because it comes off wrong uh but in this case I just, she's just a terrible actress yes she is a bad actress Correct. anyway so let's get back to her bad acting um so we cut to the apartment later eric is coming in and he's just like, hello, it is it's such a fantastic sequence of events. He is calling out to see if anybody's home. And he's like, nobody's home. Pants off. And, and he rips his pants and off. He's and he's wearing says, like these over the top boxers. 
And uh, then he walks over to the window and he starts to like pull the blinds up and Jack and Millie are making out on the balcony. And Eric goes out there and Jack is like, what are you doing home so early? And Eric goes, oh, they turned O'Dooley's into a Starbucks. I realized about three dances in. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm just imagining him like dancing in a Starbucks and it's so funny. Um, So Jack... Jack has pulled Eric aside in the apartment and right. is like, hey, like, I really like this girl. Please don't get in the way, whatever. And Eric's like, oh, no, this is fine. And he goes out in his boxers to the balcony and he's like, hey, like, I'm Eric and I'm Jack's roommate. And I just wanted to say, like, hi. And, you know, I'm happy that Jack has found someone. And she goes, like, all demonic and intense and is like, you will never get in the way of our relationship. She says, it's very important for me to have Jack. Um, and Eric is uh, concerned, rightfully so, and he goes back in and he's just like, oh, she gets like a little intense, doesn't she? Well, it cuts to later on now, and, and it's this, I mean, they're still in the apartment. There's a lot mm-hmm. of cuts to the apartment at different times, and yeah. I don't know how to treat that on a podcast. They cut to the podcast at another point. They cut to the podcast. Yeah, you know, the Boy Meets World <laughs> podcast. Uh, they start listening to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, and everybody has a great time. They join our Facebook group, and we all have great conversation because you guys are great people. Anyway. Was that an ad for our own podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody else would sponsor us. I figured I'd throw a couple bucks our way and do an ad break for us. So we cut to the living room of the apartment where Jack is like, laying on his head with his like (laughs) legs above him and eric is sitting on the floor like stretching ridiculously and um the door knocks jack gets up and goes and gets it and it's millie holding a tray of it looks just like fruit and orange juice Mm -hmm. and she's like i made you breakfast doesn't it smell wonderful and like looks at eric and is like don't you wish you had some or something he goes what's she doing here um. Oh no! She looks at him and says, "What's he doing here?" And he's, and he's like, like "Uh, I, newsflash! I live here." And um, so she's like, "Don't you want to come and eat breakfast?" And Eric's like, "Well, you know, that would be really cool and everything if he wanted to do that." But we already have plans. Uh, we are running the Rocky Steps today, and um, she's like, "Wait, what?" But I've got the rest of your life planned out. I mean, uh, today I have today planned out. You just acted better than she did. Um, uh, that's the last time I'm going to say that. No, it's not. Um, and Eric says, uh, we got to do the Rocky Steps. We've been stretching since September, <laughs> and we're finally limber. I'm going to say right now, um, first off, we're only three scenes into this, and we have three pages of notes. Um, this is the most note-taking I have done in seasons and seasons of work. Um, a peek to in, through the crystal ball to later in this episode. I'm not crazy about the episode as a whole. There are so many hilarious jokes. Like, laugh out loud. Just so funny. Yeah. Um, so, he says they've been stretching since September. Um, so, she, she goes away. Like, she walks away for something. And Eric is just like, Jack, why are you doing this? Why are you... You're, Holding her and hugging her and kissing her, I don't like it. Um, at, at this point, like Jack has already decided he's not doing the run, right? And Sean comes out, which again I forgot that Sean lived there. Yeah, <laughs> I forget every week that Sean lives there. But he comes out and he's like, "Oh, thank God, I caught you guys. I wanted to give you a little send off gift before your big run." And he pulls out two beanies. He's like, "Rocky hats and." Eric is like, well, it's too late because Jack's not going to run with me. He is staying with Millie. That's and he's like, I- what are you guys going to do? And, they, and I think he says, well, we're probably going to hang out on the balcony. And Sean goes, we have a balcony? <laughs> and then um, is this when the girls come in? Well, Millie meets Sean. She hadn't met him. And, right. she, and she's like, another hunter? Oh, that's so great. I I love your apartment. Your balcony is amazing. And Sean's just like, we have a balcony. And um, she's like, yeah, I'm going to go out there now. And um, she, I think this is when she has her friends, come, friends in. come in. Yeah. And she, they're, they all head to the balcony. And Sean's like, uh, I'm going to go check out the balcony, too. Um, so now. 
we I think cut this to the apartment. Where, I thought this was where Eric and Jack have that conversation where he where Eric's like, I don't yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're hugging on her. You're loving on her. And Jack is basically like, why are you treating me like this? It seems like you're jealous. Like, what's going on? And they kind of have it out a little bit. Yeah. But, um, so did we cut to the apartment later again? Yeah. And Eric is sitting on the couch watching some, like, scary movie. Yeah, scary movie with, like, witches or something. And something happens and he's like, ah! And then something happens again. And he's like, ah! And then the door opens and Millie walks in and he goes, ah! He's like, how did you get in here? And she's like, oh, Jack made me um, a set of keys. Does that bug ya? And he's pissed, rightfully so. Um, she goes out somewhere else and he Probably walks, to the balcony. Probably to the balcony. And he goes uh, to talk to Jack and he's like, you gave her keys? And Jack is like, what don't you like about her? And Eric goes, ah, it's really hard to say. Um... Uh, she's mean. She's cold hearted. She's freaky. You know what? It's pretty easy now that I got started. <laughs> <laughs> so I think now we go to the Matthews kitchen. For the first time. Yeah, we see Corey for the first time in the episode. Yeah, this was odd to me because so much of this episode now, like I felt like we had been in the apartment just so much. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it was like they dropped this odd, like weird B plot into the mix um i get the feeling this was an eric episode and they were like oh, we gotta have Corey in it a little bit right um cory and topanga are gonna be going to pittsburgh to see topanga's parents and Corey still wants to have time to spend with her alone where they can make out or whatever and uh topanga's like i mean we have to drive and he's like no we don't and he pulls out airplane tickets he's like we're gonna be up in the air or 3,000 feet in the air, like making out or whatever. It'll be our only time alone. It's going to be great. And she's like, I can't fly. Yeah, it's a whole thing. She says she's morally opposed to it. It comes out that she's actually afraid of flying. She's never flown. And Er Corey is like, everybody's flown. Um, And she's like, no, I never have. And he's like, well, I'll be there with you. So anyway. For the five minutes that were up in the air. Yeah, from Philly to Pittsburgh, which I would imagine is probably about a 20 to 30 minute flight, if that. Yeah, if that, because when we went to New York City and we flew, which I thought was ridiculous as it was, but... We were in a, like a real plane, though. They were in a small... Yeah. well, we don't know plane. that yet. Well, I would imagine most planes going from Philly to Pittsburgh are only Tiny. small planes, yeah. Like commuter commuter uh planes uh anyway so we go back to the apartment um where we see millie on the balcony she's like wrapped in like this like red and black scarf and she's got candles lit all over the balcony and she's like swinging her scarf around and like yelling an incantation into the sky very dryly it doesn't come off as scary or she doesn't actually believe in what she's doing she's like a wannabe witch Mm. actually she's not a wannabe witch she's a wannabe satanist or tropey satanist like not even a real satanist but like the tropey satanist right this isn't even witchcraft like i have a lot to say about that later but okay well let's get there because we're still on page one of three pages of notes <laughs> so true. we gotta get moving um she's 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 talking eric walks up and he's just like hey what you doing and she's like how long have you been there and he goes long enough to see you talking to satan <laughs> um um it- so he kind of tells her like what is going on with you and jack starts to walk up and she smacks eric and says, Jack, he tried to kiss me. And it's a whole big thing. And Jack and Eric go back into the apartment and leave uh, Millie on the balcony. And Jack is like, what is going on? Like, I don't understand. And he's like, I heard her talking to Satan. And Jack's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I don't know if you realize this, but like, you're dating a witch. And she says... Or he says, like, well, you're just mad because she chose me. And Eric goes, she didn't choose you. She chose El Diablo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And um, Jack is just like, so he just doesn't understand why Eric would think that she is a witch. So he goes to talk to Sean and he's like, Sean, 
Eric thinks that Millie's a witch. Like, why would he even think that? This is ridiculous. And well, Sean's like... Because she's moving in at this point. She's brought her cauldron. Right. And, and Jack is just like, these are Halloween decorations. Right. And Sean's like, well, what do you mean? I just assumed she was a witch. And then he's like, um, I'm going to go help the rest of the coven bring in the boxes. And he picks up a box and he like shakes it a little bit. He's like, "Ooh, there's something breathing in this one. And while Jack and Eric are arguing, Eric has like a really poetic line where he says, you don't even we're not even friends. I'm just another name on a lease to you. And that was just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, like, Eric and Jack have fought enough that, like, Jack is like, you know, we're just roommates. This isn't even a big deal. And, like, Millie can move in if she wants because, like, it's basically my apartment and we're all just roommates here and you have to deal with it. So Jack goes to talk to Millie and he's like, hey, you know, I got a weird question. I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh, are you a witch? And she goes, yes. Is that a problem? And then she, you know, says things that. I would expect a witch to say to debunk the myth of, you know, witches being um, there to bring the devil to earth Mm -hmm. and uh, sacrifice babies and all of that stuff that isn't true. And she's like, we do a lot of good, like our coven, you know, helps inner city children and all of this stuff. And then gets like super evil again yeah right after saying she tells him like we're in love or whatever you're gonna meet new friends this weekend don't worry it's tomorrow's october 31st we're gonna have a big party it's gonna be so fun i can't wait for all of it and he like all of a sudden is in this weird like trance and Mm -hmm. is like i love you and she's like i know you do um so now we cut back to the airplane three thousand feet in the air no they they're just now getting into the plane. Right. And it's a it's a tiny it's a tiny plane. Yeah. You've heard of tiny houses. <laughs> Welcome to the tiny plane. You heard of Elf on the Shelf. Now <laughs> it's time for Tiny Plane on the Drain. What? <laughs> um and they go to sit next to each other and the pilot comes out and is like, Okay, so like this is a really small plane. They're the only people on it. We need like even weight distribution so you you need to go sit over there because Corey first there Corey's like kind of giving Topanga a hard time and he's like yeah you know uh they I just got the cheap cheapest tickets because they just filed for bankruptcy and Topanga's freaking out and he's like look I'll be right here next to you the whole time and the pilot says weight distribution you gotta move and he's like okay then he moves away from Topanga and of course Corey wouldn't be afraid of this because he had some pretty like sketchy plane rides himself especially on the way to disney world right like didn't he have weren't they like in a cargo plane or something like that so this is nothing to him he's fine yeah and they take off (laughs) they take off off. um so they're up in the sky topanga's freaking out Corey is trying to calm her down it's not working she's She's going to her bunny place like her happy place is full of bunnies and then she's like all these cute little bunnies and bunnies on crashing planes so she puts headphones on to ignore her thoughts and Corey, and um which i actually feel for Corey a little bit in this moment because we've all been there where you're like trying to calm someone down and they're like you're not doing a good enough job um alden has to deal with that at least twice a month just twice um <laughs> twice a week um so Corey is like Whatever. I'm just going to talk to the pilot. And he starts talking to the pilot and the pilot goes, wait, you're Eric Matthews' little brother, aren't you? Oh, Eric is so great. I went to school with Eric. And Corey is like, you mean you you taught him? And he's like, no, taught. Oh, no way. Eric was my tutor. He's so smart, man. He's like, if if I had his brains, I wouldn't be flying this plane right now. So Corey <laughs> calls Mr. Feeney on a giant cell phone. Does that happen right now? Um, No. Wait. No. Yes. No. Well, we cut to the backyard. Yes, we cut to the backyard. Morgan is trick-or-treating. And this is probably the funniest scene I've ever seen in my life. Because Morgan's trick-or-treating. For some reason, they won't say trick-or-treat. And Mr. Feeney is holding this basket, like, way up high in the air. And... He's like, come on, you have to say it if you want your the treat. And you know the rules. And Morgan's like, fine, trick or treat. And he's like, no, Miss Matthew, say it with vigor. And so she's just like, trick or treat. And he's like, okay, here's your thesaurus. 
<laughs> and, and they're like, no. And then he says, okay, fine. Here's your candy. Now skadoodle. <laughs> <laughs> he says, now skadoodle. Uh, so now, yes. Um, no, no, no. Eric comes up. Eric yeah. walks up now. And uh, he asks Feeney if he can crash at his place. And Mr. Feeney is like, why? And he says, well... You know, long story short, you've probably heard it a million times. My brother, my my friend is dating a witch, and she's trying to summon Satan from our apartment. Uh, she's talking to the devil, so I, you know, here I am. And Mr. Phoenix like, well, then you definitely can't spend the night here. And, <laughs> and he Eric's says, like, what? Why? And he says, you guys are having a fight. It happens. You guys will get back together. It'll be fine. Find a way to speak to him in a way that he'll be. He will hear you. And Eric's like, you didn't even break a sweat on that one. Oh, and Eric had already said, like, on this Halloween, the one holiday that brings people together. Mm-hmm. And so Mr. Fiend's like, you know, I just think it's so important to rectify these situations on the one holiday of the year that brings people together. So then as Eric walks away, Feeney's phone rings and it's Corey in the plane with his giant cell phone. And he's just like, I need you to do me a favor. And Mr. Feeney's like, of course you do. And he's like, can you look up? Dexter. And now I forget his last name, but it's Dexter. And um, Feeney's like, I can't. Those are personal files. Like, I'm required by law to keep those private. And he was like, why do you ask? And he was like, because he's my pilot. And Mr. Feeney is just like, do not. Whatever you do, do not get on that plane. And, well, Corey's already and Corey on the says, plane. I'm already on the plane. I love you, Mr. Feeney. Goodbye. <laughs> and Mr. Feeney just like, you'll be fine. Bye. And hangs up. And so then Corey goes to talk to Topanga. Well, Corey says, I think he, he says when he hangs up, he goes, oh, I lost him. <laughs> and then he looks over to find Topanga and he goes, I lost Topanga too. Um, because she's not in her seat. So he goes to look up front and she's in the cockpit driving the plane. And for a second, I thought he was having a weird dream. Like he was asleep on the plane mm-hmm. and he was like having a dream that Topanga was the pilot and then they were going to die. But no, she was really up there flying the plane. Dexter, you know, was concerned about how nervous she was and was like, no, it's not that bad. Come up here and fly the plane. And then she's like, "Uh, Dexter, is it okay if I can see what this plane can do? And he's like, yeah, take it away. And she starts like nosedive. Yeah. And in case you're wondering, where does this B-plot go? How does it end? Do they land on the ground? Do they see each other in, in Pittsburgh? Um, we'll never know. We'll never know. It never ends. This is it. This is the last time we see Corey and Topanga. They're <laughs> nose diving out of the sky while Topanga flies an airplane. Um, so why wrap up a story? Um, so now we go to, back to the apartment. Mm-hmm. There, There is an apartment full of... Druids? I, I know we're supposed to say witches, but they're not witches. They're, not they're like witches. cultists. Yeah. Um, we have like cultists in robes chanting, and Sean is just like in the middle of them, like it's a concert, just like woo, like dancing, dancing around, and, and like having the time feeling, of his life, feeling the spirit, and just like trying to chant along with them. And then he's like, "Oh no, no, guys, I messed that up. Let's start over. One, two, three. Um, meanwhile, Jack is still very confused and he's just like, why are we all in the same costume? And Millie gets all like demonic again. And she's like, it's not a costume. And, um, the trick or treaters come to the door and she gives out two bags of candy to the two of the three. And she's very sweet and just like, she's like one for you and one for you. And she's like, and you dressed as a witch none for you you mock us (laughs) uh so she comes back in and jack walks over to her and he's like uh millie i want to break up and she goes i am not millie i am ishtar uh and she goes into this whole spiel about like ishtar ruler of worlds and blah 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 blah. and jack goes okay ishtar i want to break up (laughs) uh and they go out to the balcony, right? Mm-hmm. Where Sean is still just like, woo! Yeah. And I think at this point, they're tied up? No. So they aren't, they don't get tied up on the balcony. Oh, okay. Um, They come in and basically Ishtar <laughs> tells them why they're here. Mm-hmm. He t- she ties them up. 
tells them about like the equinox or the moon coming from Valeris and hitting this giant crystal that's on the balcony. This big and... Spencer's gifts crystal in the window. Yeah, it looked like one of those like things that would have the air blowing up through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like, there's a prophecy that says a hunter will die tonight in this spot. So two hunters for the price of one is perfect. And as she says that, like, you hear, like, an Indiana Jones music and in swoops, Eric Matthews. It was such, like, an action star moment where he's like, not on my watch. And Uh, he goes, how about two hunters and a Matthews? Yeah. And she's like, what are you even doing here? And, And Jack goes, Eric, you're here to save us. And she says, save them. You wouldn't even know what to do to stop me. And he goes, really? Cause I last night I went to the bookstore and I got this and he pulls out a book and holds it up in her face and she goes, "Bridge the bridges of Madison County," and he goes, "Whoops!" and throws it to the side <laughs> and then pulls out another book, which was such a '90s book. It is witchcraft for dummies, and we had everything for dummies back then, except they called it witchcraft for dum dums. Oh yeah, okay. And he goes, ah, I think I there was a there was a counter spell in here. Let me find it. And then there's this random like giant clock chime mm-hmm. that we've never heard before in this apartment. Well, she brought it, maybe. A giant clock? Yeah. Mm, to go with her cauldron and giant crystal. Mm-hmm. She had to take a lot of time to move in. Yeah. Um, and she's like, it's too late. The the moon is rising now. And then nothing happens, and he's like, oh, yeah, Ishtar. And she's like, what What happened? Is What does she say? Is there sunscreen on the crystal? And he's like, yeah, SPF 150. Got a little on my butt, too. <laughs> um, so he saves the day. He tells them that they have to leave. And they just calmly leave. That's they, it. Well, and, and she's mad, but I mean, obviously the Valeris moon or whatever isn't going to happen for like another thousand years or whatever. So it's not like she can do anything about it. Um, and he's like, hey, Millie, keys. And she gives him the keys. And, then and, she, and she grabs Jack before she leaves and she's like, it's so, so upsetting. You're so cute and so sweet. You would have been a perfect sacrifice. And he's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> and Eric, you know, unties him and he's just like, oh, well, it's it's Halloween still. Like, you want to go out? We can find another party. And Jack's like, after every rotten thing I said to you, you still are OK with inviting me? And he's like, yeah, we're friends. Like, this is what friends do. Like, you were in a bad situation. It's whatever. Let's go have fun. And it was a really sweet moment. And they leave. And Sean is still tied up. But Sean is just, like, still in his, like, witchy, euphoric state. And he's just like, oh, I love Halloween. While he's it just hanging there. brings people together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now we go to the post credit scene. Um, we're on another balcony. On another balcony. And Eric is making out with another blonde. Well, it's the same balcony. Is it the same? Yeah, it's, it's from a different it, angle, I it's think. It's their balcony, yes. Okay. You, you're all about those angles. <laughs> it just looks like a different like, balcony. This is the seventh it. angle we've seen this season. This is Tanya's <laughs> angle corner. <laughs> and um, so they're making out, and she goes, I really love this balcony. And he's like, what? You do? He's got, like, balcony PTSD. Mm-hmm. And then you see this face, like, pop out from behind Eric, and it's Melissa Joan Hart. And Sabrina, he, the teenage Sabrina, witch. Sabrina, the teenage witch, but we don't know that for a second. Well, but I'm just like, if you didn't know who that was, Melissa Joan Hart. Oh. Um, Dear listeners. And um, he's just like, oh, I'm sorry. I've just, my roommate just had a really bad experience where he was dating a witch. And she goes, what's wrong with dating a witch? And he's like, look, Sabrina. And that's when we realize that she is actually playing Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And they have a whole conversation about it. And it's very adorable. Um, And they go to go through the apartment. And Eric's just like, hey, Sean, we're going to go get something to eat. Do you want anything? And you cut down to this, like, bloated toad on, like, a little puppet. And he's like, no, thanks. I'm feeling really bloated right now. So he got turned into a toad by the witches. And Eric and Sabrina just walk out. Yep. 
And that's the episode. That's the episode. We you know, did it. We did get through pretty quick there after it seemed like it was going to take 38 minutes just to get through the intro. <laughs> well. Tanya. Oh, do you want to go first? Um, I can. Alden. Yes. How did you feel about this episode? Well, this is interesting mm-hmm. because I hate loved or loved hated this episode. I don't, I enjoyed it so much, mm-hmm. but the plot was so stupid and uh, Cameras, Candace Cameron, <laughs> Cameras, Cameras, Cameras was so bad. Uh, and the whole witch stuff was so stupid and over the top and really kind of damaging to uh, um, um, any kind of subculture. Like it was very it was written from like this Christian, really late 80s, early 90s perspective of witchcraft is going to actually bring in demons from the other world. Mm-hmm. But it was so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Like. There were more jokes per minute in this episode that made me laugh out loud than any episode so far. This was, minute per minute, the funniest episode so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the actual plot was so stupid to me that I was so conflicted. Like, if you were going to ask me my favorite episodes, this isn't it. This isn't anywhere right. near that list. If you were asking me the funniest episodes, I would list this one, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I don't know why this is mind-blowing to me, but it is nuts. Because you would have thought that those two things would have been hand-in-hand. Like, the funniest episode would also be one of the best episodes. Not true. The best episodes so far have been very, um, Like, thought-provoking and... Yeah. And usually the funnier, like, the or the dumber-plotted episodes aren't that funny either. We're so annoyed by with it by the end of the episode well i would say so we have one episode that we both agreed was the funniest episode and that was the bnb one mm. that one was funny but it was also smart it wasn't stupid right but it also wasn't like thought provoking in any way but like it was like like this where it was just joke after joke that hit like perfectly but um, the plot wasn't stupid in that right. episode in this one the plot is stupid right like uh, and I'm not trying to be negative about it just to be negative. Like, it's right. what's it's actually fascinating to me, like, on a psychological level. Mm-hmm. This episode is making me rethink <laughs> the entire series because I'm like, how do I feel about this show? Right. I love it. Why? What do I like about it? Because right. the dumb jokes were just so quick and witty and funny. Uh, so uh, who was it? Stephen Hibbert wrote this one. Mm-hmm. Good on you, Stephen Hibbert, because... Mm-hmm. You took some weird chicken shit and made it into chicken salad. Um, but by God. And we're all going to get salmonella. Yeah, no, I got salmonella from, uh, not Melissa Joan Hart. From, salmonella from Millie? From, yeah, from Candace Cameron's. Salmon Millie? You keep workshopping that, okay. okay? I'll go ahead and cut that out and you can uh, think of another joke okay. and I'll just insert it there later. All right. Um, it was really interesting to me. I don't, I don't know what else to say. It. Uh, so you're just on the fence about how you feel about the episode. Right. Corey's whole thing should have been dropped. It should have just been, if, if it's going to be in the apartment the whole time, just make it in the apartment the whole time. Because Corey's stuff felt out of place, except for um, maybe it was all to set up that one moment where it was Morgan having a problem with mm-hmm. Mr. Feeney and then Eric having a problem with Mr. Feeney and then Corey having a problem with Mr. Feeney all in rapid fire succession, which right. was funny. Right. Um, but in, you you could have done that in 30 seconds. Like you could have just had Corey had that right. call in the middle and it would have been funny. Right. Without the rest of the story. Anyway, so I, I liked the episode. Um, it's not my favorite. I think it was stupid. Uh, but... I I loved Eric so much. Jack is great. Um, uh, Sean was fantastic in this episode, and and Corey and Topanga we were what Corey and Topanga have been lately. Yep. For a season and a half now, uh, and that's fine. Feeny was hilarious. Like Skadoodle. His his timing has uh, it's always been there, but just season by season, his timing is getting so perfect, mm-hmm. just comedically. Um, Anyway, 
that's how I feel about this episode. Did I say anything? I don't think so. But <laughs> Tanya, yes. how did you feel about this episode? Um, so before we started watching it, I said to Alden, you know, we've had a couple people say in our Facebook group that this is one of their least favorite episodes. And I haven't said anything to that because I remember it being one of my favorites. And I don't know whether it was because Candace Cameron was in it and because Melissa and Joan Hart was in it. And at that time, those two were like everything. Um, Candace Cameron was doing like Lifetime movies on top of of Full House and everything. And she was going from being a child star to a teenage star. And I liked her when I was, you know, 15 years old. Um, and I loved Melissa Joan Hart. Like, yeah. I think I, I always loved Melissa Joan Hart so much. So just that, like, little bit at the end made my life. Yeah, you were very excited. You all, like, squealed when you saw her. Yeah, like, I will always love her so, so much. I don't disagree with that. Um, uh, she is fantastic. And she's a good actress, even mm-hmm. when she's being sitcom-y. Right. But, I mean, to be fair, the role that she was given at the same time as Candace Cameron was doing Full House... Clarissa explains it all was funny and smart and it defied what I think what Full House was setting up with their, you know, gender roles and stuff. Clarissa was that the anti-average teenager. Very ahead of its time. Um, And I I loved Clarissa so much. Um, But anyway, so for just that like blip at the end, I was so like so happy with that. I also love witches. Like I've always just loved anything witchcraft oriented. Like and to be fair to this episode, what it did with the witchy Satanist trope was not not a thing like everything was like that and you know most books even Royal Dahl's witches it was about evil witches that were eating children Mm -hmm. like that was the trope is that hand in hand witches and and satanism or the what we thought those things were right went hand in hand and I grew up during the satanic panic and my mom had book after book after book about the occult and witchcraft and satanism and yeah I read all of them because I was actually obsessed with witches. And um, through that, I did learn a lot about the um, origins of modern Wicca and witchcraft as what it is today. And then as a teenager, when I would go sit in a Borders bookstore, I always went into like the New Age and, and spirituality section and read more and more about it. And it is something that I... Um, almost want to defend because the goodness that comes out of actual like the the pagan roots and of wicca and witchcraft are to do good and to respect the environment and respect mother earth and and all of those things that come with it um so i think my biggest issue was when Millie goes, oh, yeah, like we do good. And she starts to defy those tropes like we helped inner city children. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then they like ripped that away and they were like, oh, let's go super tropey and be like, "Okay, this witch is going to open a portal to Satan. (laughs) Right. Um, But that was my only gripe about it because it was witches and Eric was fantastic. Like every single time he was on screen, he just like was perfect and Sean was perfect and Jack was perfect. Corey and Topanga's thing would probably be it would be fine without it and but it was funny for what it was like I actually love this episode so much. (laughs) That's how I feel about it. Like I love this episode. I think it's so much fun. Yeah Eric talking about figuring out it was a Starbucks three songs in is the funniest like offhanded joke that I can remember because it just makes you start thinking about Mm -hmm. how it got to that point. Like, I want an episode where that happens. Yes. Where you watch it play out. Also, almost every time he's in a conversation, he's just throwing out these, like, one-word jokes. Like, when he's talking about her talking to Satan, it's just, like, this really quick, like, she was talking to Satan, and it hits so funny. Um, 
I don't know. I, I don't know whether it's the fact that like I'm trying to pull all the positivity out of this weekend and like cherish it, but I am so happy that this was the episode this weekend and it made me very, very pleased and happy. So you liked the episode or do you, do you think it was a good episode? I do okay. think it was a good episode. I, I mean, I don't have this weird crisis that you're having where I'm like, but was it actually good? Mm-hmm. Because if the jokes hit funny, it's acted well. And despite the fact that maybe the plot is stupid, it was done so well that it turns it into a good episode. Mm. Like, I if if I enjoy it, then that episode is good to me. And I enjoyed this episode immensely. Right. There are times where once the episode is over, I'm like, thank God we got through that one. Mm -hmm. This, I was like, I could watch this one again. Yeah. Like right now. It was so funny. I loved it so much. Yeah. So, and honestly, Mr. Feeney saying Scoodoodle, like, took me by so much surprise because I never would have remembered that from when I used to watch it when I was a kid. But I like... If I had been drinking coffee at that moment, it would have been a spit take. It was so funny to me. That's how I felt about it. Good. Um, yeah. Also, like, I I wanted to point out how... There's our rooster. I wanted to point out how Eric walking into the apartment and immediately, like, just begging to take his pants off is so good and so true to life. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, we've got three kids now. I miss the days where I could just come home and that was the first thing I did. Pants off. Oh my God, the day's over. This is so good. I haven't <laughs> been able to do that in so long. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, the, as soon as all of our kids have moved out, that's going to be the one thing where I'm like, you know what I can do now? No pants anymore. And I 100% support you in that. Thank you. You're welcome. <sighs> Anyway, anything else you want to say? I don't think so. Um, you don't want to wax poetic about Melissa Joan Hart anymore? I mean, I could all day long because I, know. I just adore her. I think she is a shining light of positivity. And even when she makes mistakes in the movies that she plays in, like God's Not Dead 2, um, they're little blip mistakes and the rest of her career has been enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Even her Lifetime movies are fantastic. Also... I'm sorry, you did this by bringing her up again. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to cut all of it out. Oh, well, so it's the holiday season. And while we just did a holiday episode because it was a Halloween episode, the one uh, holiday that brings people together, um, we are headed swiftly towards Christmas. And there is a movie. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but I'm sure you can find it somewhere if it's not. It's called Holiday in Handcuffs. It is Melissa Joan Hart and Mario Lopez. And she goes crazy and kidnaps him and takes him home to meet her family, which is the premise of quite a few funny Christmas movies. But she acts that movie out so hilariously. And Mario Lopez is surprisingly amazing as well. And it is one of my favorite Christmas movies. I don't like the movie and I have a problem with it. But anyway, um, are we done? <laughs> yes. I don't want to get into my feelings on holiday and handcuffs. Well, it is messed up. Yes, like it's if, awful. if the roles had been reversed and it was a man who kidnapped a woman to take home, like it would have made everything completely different, yeah. which I recognize as problematic. Yeah. But Melissa Joan Hart is so funny in that movie. Yeah, I'm done. Um, anything else you want to add? Um, you can find us on Facebook. You just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World in the search bar and join us for some fun conversations. Um, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, at BMG and BMW. I should tweet more. I don't. And I need to get better at it. I So I got called out by Lauren Howie, who is a listener. She um, commented on our Facebook group like, hey, can you post weekly like so that we can have a thread for weekly things because i'm like behind so that is technically my job and i'm supposed to do that every week and i consistently forget i'm also supposed to post on twitter every week and i forget and i'm very sorry i was i have a friend who started streaming and she's a really good streamer um but more importantly i started following her on twitter and she's just constantly tweeting these like perfect tweets where i'm like man (laughs) <laughs> That's the kind of thing we should be doing, but we don't. 
Well, you like lost access to our I Twitter, know. which put me in a very weird spot of having to take it over. And I'm so bad at keeping up with social media. I'm way worse than you. But together, like if we... By our powers combined, <laughs> we, we have one never... shitty social media presence. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can also email us. I am Captain Don't Reply to Your Posts. <laughs> um, anyway. See, that's... I reply to everybody because I love the conversation. Okay, we're done. We're done now. Wait, what about emailing? You can email us at bmgandbmw at gmail.com. Yep. Where, again, Tanya will get it or not get it. Um, oh, no. I will absolutely respond to those. Okay. Talk shit about me and those because I can't read it. Um, thank you for joining us, though. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 5, Episode 5. Class dismissed. Class dismissed.